Hi, and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast that gives you tips and tricks for how to start, grow, and sell your online business. Also take a look at our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more info around how you can make your business better. But for now, here's today's episode. Hi, and welcome to episode 107, the second episode We've done as a, a married couple. Oh. <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> well, how long that's going to go? <laughs> um, so, in today's episode, we're discussing five online business models. Yeah. So we um, we wanted to talk a bit about the online business models you can do because of the last episode we talked about the niche and the um, product for your business, and then. So today we're going to actually focus on the business model. Once you've sorted that niche and product, just how you're going to actually sell that product into the market. Okay. So we'll also go through. Um, we're going to go through those business models with examples of where you can sell for each model. Okay. So number one, physical products. So if you've got a physical product uh, that you want to sell. That's the first um, business model, and basically there's a few options of how you can do it. You can drop ship it, uh, or you can sell it on your own. So drop shipping, for those that don't know, is when you actually sell a product um, that is made by someone else. Uh, they send it from their um, factory or warehouse to the customer, so all you're doing is the front end side of it. You're selling the product and then the order goes to them and they deal with the, uh, the uh, process from there on and to get the product to the customer. Okay, so when you're doing your own uh, e-commerce store, you are generally dealing with all of that side of it. So obviously there's more cost and effort for you to do that in e-commerce, but there's also um, more profitability. So when you drop ship, the margins are reasonably small. So a couple of things to bear in mind. The other one is Amazon, um, obviously a massive marketplace, uh, but great for physical products in multiple ways. You can sell on Amazon. You can send product into their FBA warehouses and they effectively send it out like a drop shipping model for you once they make a sale or you can um, send the product yourself. So that's called Merchant Fulfilled. So where you're holding the product in your warehouse take the order on Amazon and you send it out to the customer. So there's a couple of options there. There's a few other um, wider options for physical products, which people are getting into, but probably aren't as well known as Amazon. Another likes of Etsy. So if you've got sort of any of the crafty sort of stores, like yes. um, paintings or um, homemade crafts or anything crafty is, seems to be Etsy's sort yeah. of area of expertise, isn't it? Yeah, some good stuff on there though. We've, we've uh, spent a bit of time on Etsy, um, and then you know, eBay is another one that's been around for a long time, um, similar to Amazon. Um, and I mentioned last episode, Gumroad, um, uh, that's another one which is uh, starting to come up a bit mainly for uh, digital products, um, but also you can sell physical products on there. So, plenty of platforms to be able to sell physical products on. Um, so that is one business model that you can choose. Um, so obviously a physical product is a physical product that you're going to manufacture and sell. Okay, the second business model is digital products. So digital products are obviously 
a digital download or digital um uh, yeah digital i guess bit of um software or that you can use so uh with the digital products you're talking about things like books so for example kindle books or an ebook or a guide or even a report um so there's plenty of digital products you can do and it honestly depends on your um on the niche and things that you've chosen so you know if you've if you've chosen a, a niche that it might be fishing but you want to write about fishing you don't want to sell a product as such you know you might sell you might be an expert fisherman and you sell um, guides on how to do a certain type of fishing or um, where to go in your local uh, state to go and find good fishing spots and things like that. So you might write guides for fishing and sell those guides for 5 or $10 a download. And that yeah. would be an example of a digital product. Yeah. And I feel like the world's gone more like that. Like everybody's using Kindles and, yeah. and things. So it'd probably be a little bit silly to start doing it like, making that into a book at this yeah i know people still buy books they don't, and yeah. do still read physical books but a lot of a lot of people have got into kindles and mm. using kindles now and things and yeah. although it's a cheaper way of getting it if you'd have to sell your product cheaper obviously mm, you do but, but you can you're not even produce it either yeah you produce it once and yeah. then you sell it a thousand times yeah whereas with a book you've got to physically have it printed at a printer and yeah. You know, there's all like a book turns into a physical product, then, yeah. and so you're going through all that whole fulfillment thing where you've got to send it out to the customer. Yeah. And, and you know, so digital products generally are sold a bit cheaper because of that fact. You know, yeah, you can make them once, but a way more accessible to people, too, exactly, so. way more accessible, and that's why they're so popular. So, yeah. um, digital products are definitely worth looking into. And again, you can sell them on your own website. Uh, you can go as simple as just a landing page. You don't even need a full website. Um, and then you've got things, um, platforms like Gumroad again, who, you know, they um, focus on digital product selling. So um, again, what we mentioned last time in, in the last episode, episode 106, was if you're starting out either in physical or digital products, and I'll go through this again because it's it's a really important point. You know, you've got three things you need to do when you're selling something, and that you need a product, you need a platform, and you need traffic. When you're starting out, make it easy on yourself. Work on the product, use someone else's platform, and use someone else's traffic. So, for example, Amazon. If, even if you're doing a Kindle book, you can still sell that on Amazon. Or if you're doing making fishing poles, you can sell those on Amazon as a physical product. Focus on the product, use Amazon's platform and use Amazon's profit, uh, product, uh, use Amazon's traffic. You won't make as much profit. I was getting too far ahead of myself, getting tongue-tied. Um, you won't make as much profit on those sorts of platforms because obviously Amazon are doing those other two tasks for you. Whereas on an e-commerce store of your own, you're having to do those tasks so you can make more profit. But you know, when you're starting out, make it easy on yourself okay yeah. so the third um business model we want to run through is service or software so basically this is in terms of you're providing a service for someone so you're consulting um you know your skills and experience so you could be a um you know like you could be a developer expert so you could 
um, consult to people about developing their websites or you could be a phishing expert and so you could um, sell your time by doing um, online webinars or you know any of that sort of stuff where you're selling yourself and your experience and skills um, in some format normally in a talking or spoke talking or spoken format um, and you know the other one is obviously software so you know platform to serve the software so you'll need if you're going to do develop a software that, that helps people um, you know need a, a, a platform to serve that to the customers um, and then you know you might think about um, you know building your own platform rather than doing it on a existing platform it depends what the software is um, but it, it's if you're doing a software it's it's a it's a biggie to to go for because you've got to use you've got to develop the thing you've got to test it then you've got to launch it so it's probably one of the hardest ones to jump into mm -hmm. as a business model um, because of the technicalities behind it so um, whereas, say, for example, service, you know, if you're consulting, you can do that via Zoom or Slack. Um, so it's quite easy. You know, it's quite easy to get set up and connect with people. Um, so that those two, the service and software is the third business model. Um, and we've sort of grouped these together to, to create the five. They sort of cross over a bit sometimes, but um, basically they are the five, our, these are our five main ones. Um, so the fourth one is content and blogging. Um, so basically it's it's written text about anything that's interesting um you know and so that could be again harping back to my fishing um niche you know that's about um you know you could be writing about fishing techniques like we talked about before but you're putting it on your website okay and so people can come and just read that for free um so how does that how does that make you money? Well, AdSense. So you're running, you can run advertising on your website because people are coming to it. They'll click on the adverts that run down the sides. Uh, We've seen them, you know. Pe so if, like a No, no. That's so you for your advertising. So you know when you go on a website and you see products of, uh, of along okay. the sides of them. Yeah. You know, and so that's basically where you've gone on to a shopping website and then all of a sudden they're retargeting you. No matter what website you go on, if they're running ads, you can see that all of a sudden that shopping website you're on all of a sudden starts popping up on all these other websites. So they're quite, it's quite intelligent. Yeah, you get distracted and that's why ads work. So you can physically build up a content blog, which has just got cool information about phishing and you'll get people coming to it. They will eventually click on your ads because they're, Ads about stuff that they actually have looked at before. So then you get money stuff. for people clicking on your ads. You do get money for yeah. people clicking on your ads. So that's the AdSense model. When I say AdSense, that's Google. There are obviously other ad platforms um, like Azoic, um, etc., that you can use, but AdSense is the main one that people go for. And then to um, go on to a point that Emily just made, affiliate links. So in your content, you can recommend products. So you're talking about phishing, you can recommend a phishing product that's sold by someone else and you have a link to that person as part of an affiliate arrangement. Um, if the person clicks on that link and the other website makes a sale of that phishing product, 
that website will then pay you a small commission for referring that customer to them. So that's that's the rule. So you're doing a bit of both of that. You can do both of those. You can do both of those. Absolutely. You can couple them up. You can advertising on your site and you can have affiliate links. And I would definitely suggest to do both. Um, but you need traffic, obviously, for that model to work. You need traffic coming because you need traffic for to click on your ads, and you need traffic to click on your affiliate links. Um, the other way of doing it is a membership to access. So, uh, like Medium.com, where that's a um, it's a, uh, a basically a blog site where people can load up their blogs, and you can start reading their blogs. But to you need to pay for the premium content, and so. Um, the people that are writing those premium articles and loading them on Medium get paid by Medium for anyone that's read the premium content side of it. So you can have a membership sort of um, paywall on your website or utilise someone else's like Medium. Um, so again, uh, the platforms for that would be, you know, your common ones, WordPress, Wix, Weebly, um, or you can do it on someone else's platform, as I said, like Medium. Okay, so the fifth business model is influencer. So this is where we talk about YouTube and Instagram. Okay, so, you know, you see these YouTubers and stuff, you think, oh, geez, you know, they've got um, a million, or two million followers or 30 million followers or, or whatever, you know, and they're just talking about stuff that are, you know, um, you know, it's interesting stuff, it might, I don't know, whatever they're doing, just doing, doing silly, dance. silly dances or whatever <laughs> so you think well how can that make you money well what they end up doing and you'll see this once they've got um, a good following they start to um, filter merchandise and promotion of brands through their um, through their channel uh, and they'll also once they've got a good following they can then run adverts so like what we talked about just before with adsense with YouTube, if you've got enough followers, um, I think you need a thousand followers and four thousand views to actually be able to start advertising on YouTube. Because um, Google owns YouTube, so basically Google will allow you to run ads with your, um, you know, with your videos, um, and that's the way these guys are making money. And when you've got a million followers and you're posting a new video you're going to get, say, half of them or even a quarter of them following that or watching some of that video, that's, you know, 250,000 people yeah. looking at one ad that pops up. So you can imagine that can start get, getting pretty yeah. profitable. So that's why you see these people, like, on TikTok making these crazy videos and, and starting to get a following. It's all about being an influencer and getting a following, and then they monetize that following down the track once yeah. they've got a huge amount of people watching them yeah um, and most it, of them started on some, some other platform and got that these followers first or are they starting uh, no you some know? of them or well, some of them can do that like most of them will cross purpose with the platform so you'll find a youtuber will also possibly be on tiktok and, and instagram yeah. most of them will have a, a broad social media following and that way you do cross purpose so they will get followers following them on all of their channels um and sometimes it is easier, you know, They like for uh, Twitter, for example, they might run adverts and actually get a following through running adverts about whatever they're talking about. And then that following follows them to YouTube and, and so on. I mean, there's a it's it's a matrix of ways you could do it. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's all about getting the numbers, really, getting the number of people watching you. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so there are our five main business models. Now, I think the key thing to note about this, um, you know, a lot of the time with the product and the niche you choose will dictate what business um, model you go with. So whatever, you know, you're choosing is sort of will fit with the business model. For example, you choose a fishing pole, it's probably going to fit into the uh, physical product business model. It's not going to fit into the, um, you know, the, probably the, um, digital product um, business model because it's a physical product so a lot of the time whatever product you choose will dictate that um, and also remember there is some crossover between them so for example what we talked about with um, you know the uh, digital product writing some uh, an ebook about or a guide about um, you know where to go fishing and in, in um, your state uh, that could also be done as a content blog on a website so they do cross over and could also be done as a physical book product as well as a, as a book so exactly you, you yep. could actually yep. do all of those yeah so stuff. what you can do is if you for example if you did a ebook on fishing and you made it quite a big ebook and, and it was quite successful you could then turn that to a printed book yeah. and sell it as a physical yeah. product as a printed book on Amazon um, but it would have to be successful to, to yeah, do that. Um, yeah. And vice versa, if you had a physical book yeah. and it was being read well or sold well on Amazon as a as a novel, you could then turn that into a digital product and mm -hmm. sell it as a Kindle or um, e-book. So there's ways to tweak this all over the show. But yeah. the five main business models we've talked through today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose... Um, you can also cross over with the um, the way you do the um, way you set up your business model. So, for example, if you've got a WordPress site as a blogging site, you could also load those same articles onto Medium.com. Okay, so you're utilizing one piece of content twice on two different platforms: right. your own platform and on Medium. Yeah. Um, same thing with selling physical products. If you're selling um, fishing poles on Amazon. Don't just sell them on Amazon. Sell them on eBay. Sell them on Walmart. So you, what you're doing, you're diversifying your um, your mar marketplace for people to come and buy your products. Because remember, people that buy stuff on Walmart don't necessarily buy stuff on Amazon, and vice versa. They can be quite um, brand, uh, quite um, what would you call it? I guess brand loyal in terms of they're loyal to Amazon or they're loyal to Walmart. Um, so you can, if you're selling on all of those three platforms, um, Amazon, eBay, and Walmart, you're actually selling to different customer bases. So don't think you're selling to the same customer because a lot of the time they're, they're simply not it, shopping. It probably gives you those. a bit of status as well. Like if you see it a does, product yeah, yeah. across various yeah. Um, places. Yeah. Definitely. Then, yeah. You just want to, if you're going to do that, make sure you get your pricing consistent over those oh, platforms. Because yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. want to undercut one on the other. So yeah. you need to do a bit of work around your pricing because they'll all charge different margins with those platforms. So, um, so yeah, look, that's about all we've got time for today in episode 107. Uh, before we go, we've got a, um, a new service uh, which we're promoting at the moment, which is a uh, due diligence service. So what due diligence is, if you haven't heard the term before, it's basically research into um, a business to see whether it's worth buying or not. Okay, so 
what we're doing, and this is kind of down uh, in those areas of where you, if you're going to start a business and you don't don't want to start it from afresh and you want to buy a website, the service we're offering is we'll do a due diligence report on the website that you're going to buy, um, and basically we go through and look at the strengths, weaknesses, threats, and opportunities of that website, and we'll give you a recommendation of whether you uh, whether we think that website's worth you spending your money on. Um, and so we'll give you a valuation of what uh, we think the um, suitable buy price would be for it. So you can tell if you're being ripped off or not by the by the seller. Um, and we'll also look for any problems and any opportunities with it. So we'll list all that out in a, in a nice tidy report for you. Yeah. So that's a new service we're offering on our website, emilyandblair.com. We'll put the links to that in our show notes. Um, if you've got any questions about anything, in our contact form, you can directly email us on our website. Um, but yeah, if you like this video on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, a comment, or a um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, otherwise, we'll look forward to seeing you guys in episode 108. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Elevating Business. Make sure to check out our resource website, emilyandblair.com, for more tips and tricks for how you can grow and make your business more successful.